Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders live lives of abundance freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time 1% a day. Sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this very podcast from Google executives to Amazon, Microsoft, Forbes Technology Council, Harvard, Financial Times, and even a priest from the Vatican Church, everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Jordan Richardson. Jordan is the creator of No Code Advantage, the ultimate academy for tech entrepreneurs and freelancers. Jordan has previously built a successful seven-figure software business using No Code that was accepted into AngelPad and is sharing the profitable lessons learned with the No Code and startup communities. Jordan, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm lucky, privileged, and looking forward to this conversation. And in my experience, honestly, it's failure that makes people wise and interesting. It's failure that ingrains the lessons of success, not success itself. So how do you become comfortable with failure? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, and I, I would say, at least for me, it's just viewing failure as a stepping stone and not a stumbling block as, as a means to an end. It, I, I think it's, it's just part of life. We just, we have to fail. We have to be able to accept that failure is the pathway to success. So it's, uh, it's, I guess it's, in some ways, it's not a, it's not a bug. It's a feature of life. And, um, if it it helps me to view it that way, just being able to know that, that failure is just one step closer to success. So I agree 1000%. And can you share your story, your experiences with failure and later on with more success so that people have context of who you are and the things you do today? Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I've had many, many, many failures in my life. Uh, and I think, um, I mean, I, I've always been inspired by that quote by Michael Jordan, you know, the great basketball player who, who, uh, 
said, you know, I've failed thousands of times in my life and that is why I succeed. Um, and I can relate to that because I have failed many times in my life. I've always had this dream of being an entrepreneur and owning my own business and, and things like that. And I, I was definitely not an instant success. I've, I've tried and failed many different businesses. I did a little curb sign painting business. Uh, let's see, what else did I do? I've done lots of little uh, things, um, little attempts, you know, that, that did okay, but not much. Um, I, I tried, uh, my first attempt at no code or my first discovery of no code was back when I was, um, a sixth grade math teacher. I, I, I actually was, a I did the teach for America program and was a sixth grade math teacher in Las Vegas. And, um, on the side, I was trying to make some side cash and, I stumbled upon no code for the very first time. Buildbox was the very f- my first taste of no code, and it was it was a really cool. I, I I love Buildbox, and there's some cool stuff you can do with it. But I just had no clue what I was doing in terms of marketing and market research and product strategy and all that stuff. I I built some silly little games, and and I think pretty much the only downloads I got were from my students. <laughs> and, uh, I, I told them about it, you know, and, and we had some fun, uh, you know, seeing who could, which students could get the highest score and all that type of stuff. And I made maybe a dollar a day in ad click revenue and that was about it. But, um, I, I've always been trying things, dabbling in, in different, um, ideas, um, and never really succeeding, um, until, until revitize. So <laughs> I don't know if that fully answers your question or not, but that's kind of the, I guess, a, a quick backstory. No, thank you. Actually, it does. It does very much. And you spoke about the importance of market research, product um, strategy, and all those things. What do you feel or believe within the no code community is missing? that is preventing most entrepreneurs and makers from becoming successful. What's a belief? What's a a behavior? What's lacking? What's something holding them back they're not even aware of themselves? And which lessons can you share? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something I've learned uh, since since um, I've started Revitize, I really have really tried to analyze what caused this, what caused my success this time. And I really do believe that it was just this principle of you got to go where the hungry, hot market is. You, you can't, you can't invent some new pain that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> you've got to find the pain uh, and solve it. That It's really that simple. You just, uh, you've got to um, capture the red ocean, so to speak. I, I'm sure you're familiar with the red ocean slash blue ocean, um, strategy, but I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, instead of looking for this new novel business idea that's never been done before, or instead of searching endlessly for some, some pot of gold, you know, uh, that, that doesn't really exist. Why not look and see, okay, what are, what are the hot markets that I could compete well in or that I am well suited for? And then, uh, you know, 
start there. Start, start by looking for what are people buying? What are people needing? What pains are they currently pulling out their credit cards for? And then um, once you find the pain that that is proven, uh, then I think you can work on finding a blue ocean solution and and really bring those customers from the red ocean to your no- new blue ocean solution, to your new opportunity and excite people about uh, your new way of, of solving that age old problem. But it does need to be an age old problem. The solution can be totally new, obviously, but the problem needs to be proven. And uh, I think, yeah, I think that's probably the biggest lesson. One of the biggest lessons I've learned um, from this is just solve problems that are proven uh, to, to be money makers. <laughs> so thank you. And I love everything you're saying. You actually answered already the question that I'm going to ask, but some people might not be familiar with the red ocean and blue ocean and all that. So they will say, but if I go for a pain that is already known, there'll be too much competition in the marketplace, which you called, you know, red ocean. So why not go into something totally new that nobody has talked about so that I'm already in a green field or a blue ocean while you're saying, well, create a a blue ocean within a red ocean. Well, let's keep it simple. They tell you there are a million and one competitors. If I go for something that people are aware of, a pain point where there is a rabid market. So are you telling me to go compete with all those or what is your answer? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, yes, it is wise to compete where if I guess, I guess the easy way to say this is if there are no competitors, uh, serving the market or problem that you're looking to serve or solve, then that's a bad sign. I used to think, I used to think it was a good sign. I used to think that, Oh, there's nobody else doing this. That's a great sign. I'm the first to market, you know. And and in rare cases, I think that may be true in some rare cases, but in most cases, that's a bad sign. That's a sign that the market maybe isn't quite as feeling the pain, quite the pain that you think it's feeling. Um and so um you know, when I first started revitize.com with my co-founder Richard, he presented this idea. It was his idea. And I said, wait a second, there are so many companies that are doing this. This is not good. You know? uh, we, we, we should uh, attack some other market. And he knew better. He knew that, that um, this was pain validation. And so um, I do think that, that you need to find something that already has some players in the space. However, um, that doesn't mean you can't be new and interesting. And the, the, the way I would explain it is, um, you need to find, you need to find, you need to search as deeply as you possibly can. And in, in today's online age, reviews are gold in, in my opinion, you know, the, in the old days, it was the gold rush. And in today's software age, it's the review rush. Uh, basically, as you scour reviews and search through the three-star, two-star, one-star reviews, 
and even the five-star reviews, you search for what people love and you search for what people hate and you find common themes and then you find inefficiencies in the current solutions. You find uh, maybe niche communities that are being underserved or that aren't being uh, aren't being given a perfect solution uh, for their needs, and then you expose those inefficiencies. And you, as as much as I hate to say it, you talk trash a little bit. Uh, as Russell Brunson says, you throw rocks at it, you throw stones at the the red ocean, and you you expose how it's currently not serving X or Y or Z uh, niche or X or Y or Z uh, aspect of the problem. And, and then you create your solution, which is a new opportunity. So I, I guess just a quick example to bring this to life uh, that I love is, you know, for many years, there has the, the online dating and relationship market has been, has been very, um, tapped, you know, there's, there's eHarmony and, and, oh man, my, my mind's blanking now. There's a ton of different match.com and there's tons of different online dating websites out there. Um, but Sean Rad came along and he saw an opportunity, even though there was a very bloody red ocean, so to speak, and a highly competitive online dating market, he knew that there was a better way. There was a quicker way, a more mobile friendly way, uh, something that he could, uh, he could expound upon and value he could add that wasn't being added. And so, um, he created Tinder, which is obviously now, I think last I saw was valued at $10 billion. And so, um, he knew that tapping into a red ocean, um, was wise because, because not because the problem wasn't already being solved, but because the solution had that he had, had not yet been presented. And so, um, he was able to really, um, he was able to lead those fish in the red ocean over to his little blue corner of the ocean and carve out his own little blue ocean, um, by, by exposing the inefficiencies of the current red ocean. So, Thank you. That's really interesting. And to speak a bit more about the work you're doing right now with No Code Advantage, what kinds of insights, learning, uh, skills can people expect to develop when they join there? Is there a community that will support each other and therefore there won't be lone wolves doing it on their own? Like, how, what is your vision? for it since you said of course in the marketplace there are competitors what did you try to stress as your uniqueness and your blue ocean strategy within the marketplace yeah that's a really good question um i would say that in my opinion the current no code market is extremely strong in many areas but i think where it's quite weak is, is cranking out success stories. Um, I think, I think there have, there have been many inspiring success stories, but not enough in my opinion. And I feel like no code is such a golden opportunity. I am just blown away at what I've been able to accomplish, not because of myself, but because of no code. And I, my dream is to, 
give this gift to others and uh, th- that I've been able to, to have not only the gift of no code, but also the gift of the lessons I've learned to succeed. You know, I, I was able to learn from my co-founder, Richard, who's a very wise entrepreneur. He comes from a family full of entrepreneurs. In fact, I think he has six brothers, if I'm not mistaken, and they all, every single one of them are entrepreneurs, successful ones at that. And every single year they get together for their little uh, Bitten Brothers Symposium is what they call it. And they get together and they share ideas and collaborate and things like that. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent, but I've learned from him. I've learned from AngelPad that, that time. Uh, learning in New York City from Tomas Corte and Karin Majeskas, they they are very wise when it comes to startup startups as well, and and product market fit and growth hacking and all that type of stuff. And I I just picked up a lot of lessons along the way, and I've been grateful to have found success. And I think I kind of, in some ways, I kind of miss teaching. Uh, like I said earlier, I was a sixth grade math teacher. I really do enjoy teaching. My, I guess my, you could say my two passions are teaching and entrepreneurship. And so I feel like nocodeadvantage.com is for me the perfect Jordan Richardson business model because I'm able to teach and uh, serve people and, and help grow their, their businesses. So uh, to answer your question, I hope that No Code Advantage can be a one-stop shop for uh, uniting, you know, savvy business principles with No Code, uh, where entrepreneurs who you know who are like me, who have always wanted to start something or had an idea or been mulling over, uh, you know, leaving their nine to five or whatever it might be. They just don't really know how to get started. My hope is to be that place where they can come, they can learn, they can grow. And yes, we definitely have a community. Uh, community has been vital in my no code journey. Um, I'm super grateful to all the giant shoulders I've stood on when it comes to learning how to do this and how to do that. And uh, there are too many to num too many to name of people that have helped me through my journey. And I'm hoping to kind of pass that baton along a little bit myself. So we will not only have, you know, a community aspect and I'm, I'm building what's what I'm referring to as a live room, which is like a 24 hour, 24 seven zoom, uh, room that's basically, well, not zoom. I'm using a different software, but it's basically a, a place where anyone can come on at any time and collaborate with their peers, talk through ideas, whether it be uh, no code techniques or, you know, how to, how to build this, how to build that or business strategy, business ideas. I'll be joining the live room frequently as well. And I just really hope that um, this can kind of serve as maybe a, a synthesis of a no code school, a product school, as well as a, a business school, you know, a startup accelerator and, and just be kind of home to, to growth and, and helping no code founders succeed. So hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) It does. And I love your thought and sharing and saying how important it was for you to stand on the shoulders of giants and how much people helped you. And actually, in my story of escaping the war in Ukraine, because I had another podcast about Ukraine that I used it for networking. And it was people who helped me be alive and evacuate in a country where I didn't speak the language where most people didn't speak English. So 
I'm very familiar wow. with the power of people, but to you specifically, I interviewed before a VC who deals with a lot of the founders and makers, whether technical founders or in no code, and they seem to never value or appreciate or find time for networking and meeting new people. Well, he said, you should focus 100% on networking and 100% on creating a quality uh, app or MVP or something like that. (laughs) So can you speak about networking for you? How much do you focus on it? How different, like the difference it made in your life as well as do you notice that many within the community give it the respect and the effort it is due or did it change? Did things change or is it something undervalued, but it really can transform lives? Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I think that I personally have undervalued it. I think I'm probably more guilty than about, you know, undervaluing its, its, its extreme value than, than the no code community. I think they have taught me honestly. And, uh, I have received so much value more than I've given, unfortunately, and I'm hoping to change that now, uh, as well as, um, you know, when I was in that startup accelerator angel pad, uh, one of my favorite things was meeting brilliant people from all over, uh, that, that we all just cared about each other and we all wanted to help each other. There was something special about that. Just being able to network, and we're, we still, we, we, in fact, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a little reunion over Zoom and we talked and, you know, got updates on everybody's businesses. How's everybody doing? And uh, those relationships have lasted for me. And, and not only have they lasted, but they've, they've led to profitable, certain profitable opportunities, as well as I've hope, I hope we've been able to give some opportunities to, to some of the other founders, um, you know, anytime somebody needs, Hey, who's a good HR guy or, Hey, uh, you know, I'm looking for a recruiter. Uh, does anybody know anybody, you know, just, just that the power of, of, Oh yeah, I know a guy. He's great. Let me intro you to him. Uh, just the power of being able to make those connections, um, is invaluable. Um, and then on the flip side of the coin, just, uh, the bubble forum, uh, back in the day, especially for me was just invaluable as I didn't really have anything like no code advantage. I didn't really have a guide or a mentor or a tutor. Um, I, I really just, I relied on the, the giving help of, of other people in the community that, you know, when I had a question, Hey, how do I build this? Or how would I go about doing this or, Hey, what's the best practice for scalability on this particular aspect of my app? Uh, people would talk me through it. It's just astounding how much value people will give. And I love that. And I'm, um, definitely a believer now of the power of networking, the power of community, the power of selfless service, and hopefully, uh, you know, giving a ton of value for free. It's just, it's kind of interesting how that works. Uh, if you, if you give a lot of value for free, it, it just seems like that karma principle, it'll come back to you in some way, shape or form. And so I, I definitely a fan of this now, and I'm hoping to foster that a little bit more myself, um, in my community. So thank you. And it seems to me that there is some kind of like escalation pyramid within any community, especially ours where people first start as makers and then 
they become teachers for makers and then they become community builders and then they become investors within like uh, no code ideas and all that. Do you plan at some point to use the academy uh, like you spoke about it as an accelerator incubator, but more as a private equity or angel investor pool or something like that? And do you see because people seem to miss the reality that, yes, you can invest in real estate, you can invest in stocks and bonds, but learning how to be a serial entrepreneur is a kind of becoming an investor where you develop a skill, you create an asset, and then you can either let it throw off money for you or uh, uh, or sell it and then invest in something else or build a bigger thing. So what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, definitely, definitely have given that some thought, um, and 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 definitely am open to that. I, I think, um, I think for now we're going to really focus on you know the the community and the growth and the teaching side of things. But I definitely, when an opportunity comes along for for investment, um, I definitely won't hesitate um, to to heavily consider that. And and I do think that that's that kind of does seem to be the natural progression of things, um, being able to, to, uh, to start something like that, where, where not only am I giving back my knowledge, but I'm also hopefully giving back in terms of putting my money where my mouth is in, in my belief of no code. So yeah, definitely excited about, uh, that, those possibilities, but probably, probably a little bit more down the road from here. Uh, I, I foresee. So thank you so much. Jordan, it's a privilege and honor. And if people want to learn about no code advantage, are there like some free resources or preview classes or webinars? Where should they go? And I will make sure to write some of those links in the description as well. Yes, thank you so much. Um, NoCodeAdvantage.com. Right now, it's just a quick little email form where you can submit your email, and that's probably the best place to receive news and updates. I'm almost ready to launch. I'm, I'll be launching here within a couple of weeks. I'm really excited. Um, I've got a lot of people that are chomping at the bit, begging me to, to get this thing released. And I'm super excited to finally have it released. I, I have been battling, uh, post COVID long haulers syndrome. And so I've been, uh, in and out of dozens of doctors and things, and, and also juggling, trying to, to, to work on revitize on the side and things, but, but finally, uh, long overdue, we'll be launching here soon. Um, so nocodeadvantage.com, I will be heavily ramping up my YouTube channel as well. I plan to give a lot of free value on that. So that's probably, those are probably the two, uh, places that I would suggest visiting. So it's just at, it's no, at no code advantage on YouTube and it's nocodeadvantage.com. And then also at no code advantage on Twitter. Um, those are probably, I would say the three places that you can find the most value from me. And I, I definitely plan to be ramping all three of those up very soon. So <laughs> perfect. Thank you very much. I encourage your success, your contribution to the community. And I wish you a great day. You too. Thank you so much. And, and props to you for such a great podcast. I've listened to many episodes myself. So I was really 
uh, grateful when you when you asked me to to be on myself. So thank you and and congratulations on such a great podcast. You're welcome and thank you so much for the kind words.